Welcome to the Relentless Podcast. I'm Darnell Haney, head women's basketball coach at the great Jacksonville University, home of the relentless Lady Dolphins. Today, I bring two of the best generals in the game to the podcast, uh, two black male head coaches. It's awesome to have three black male head coaches on the same call. All of us have been successful. All of us have, have been able to impact the lives of the young women in our programs and all of us have worked our butts off to be able to do this and continue to do that so starting off i want to make sure that we we introduce the og the right way uh kenny brooks head coach at virginia tech 20 seasons as the head coach as a head coach six at b tech going into his sixth year 20 wins in each of the last five seasons at Virginia Tech. Listen to this. 11 straight years of 24 wins or more while he was at James Madison before he moved on to Virginia Tech. It's, it's amazing. Coach Brooks, how are you, man? Thanks for coming on. Hey, man, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure being in company with great guys like you guys, man. Appreciate it. Next, we have my brother, Terrell Robinson, head coach at North Carolina A&T, 162 wins in eight years as a head coach. Big wins over Clemson and BCU last season, multiple 20-win seasons, and a multitude of success. How you doing, coach? How you feeling, Chief? Thanks for coming on. And I'm good, man. Just appreciate, you know, the opportunity to be around you guys. Right, right, right. So, if you didn't know, these uh, two guys have been extremely in instrumental in my journey as a head coach. I remember when um, Yo left Ole Miss and I called Kenny and Kenny was like, dude, you got to take the job. What are you doing? <laughs> right. And then I called, then I called, uh, then I called Rob. Rob was like, how much they paying again? <laughs> then, he said, then he said, what you going to do? But um, I, I, I know what he was saying um, and in his own way and in your own way, Kenny, you were telling me, um, I needed to go and reach my greatest potential, and I appreciate you guys for that, and I thank you for that. Um, we'll start with you, T-Rob. Started up, as a up, player up, at A&T um, from Fayetteville, North Carolina, correct? Absolutely. All right. Vietnam. Vietnam. Played at A&T. Was a GA on the men's side. Assistant women's coach for a time. You bleed the, go the blue and gold, man. Right? Yeah, man. They can't get rid of me. <laughs> Tell us about your journey and what it means um, to you as far as who you bring in the program as part of your unit. Well, you know what, man? You know the crazy thing about um, even being on the women's side, uh, as you said, I was a GA and uh, went on the women's side uh, for a year for a stint. You know, I was a graduate assistant. The Saudi Roundtree brought me on. Uh, my second year of grad school, um, I was, she had fired a guy. I guess he had too much fun at homecoming because it was right after homecoming. <laughs> and she uh, she fired him and, and offered me an opportunity. I was working the kids out and all that stuff. And she asked me to come on. At the time as a GA, I was only making, you know, 12 Gs. And uh, the mm -hmm. position she offered me was offering 36. Mm -hmm. I got it. My son was was on the way. It was a no-brainer for me to make that, to make that jump. Um, so within a year, though, I was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a boys coach, you know. So mm -hmm. I, I left Auntie, went to, um, to high school for two years, and I'll never forget this. And I'm so thankful for the decisions he made. Ernie, Ernie Messler, mm -hmm. uh, Coach Tim Duncan was assistant to Dave Odom. 
Um, his last stand as a head coach at Elon, he had a, a position open, position paid 30000 with no benefits. And, you know, I was a finalist um, for that position, wanted to be an assistant coach back on the men's side. And he straight up told me, by then I had two kids. He told me, Terrell, there's no way I'm offering you this job. You got to take care of your family. He said, with the hours that this demand and, and that salary, is no way your wife. And I'm telling him, nah, she good. We're going we gonna to figure it out. You know, I'm trying to do this thing. He's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that to you because I know you want to get back in, but this is not the time to get back in. So fast forward, at the end of August, Coach Bibbs comes here at ANT, legend, and she has a position open. And um, she hired Tennille Adams, and I met Tennille Adams in passing through campus. And Coach Bibbs had a position that brought me on, and the rest is history, man. And, and it's, wow. it's been it's been great, you know, to be back. And it's crazy that I'm sitting here as the head coach because when I was the assistant coach for Coach Bibbs, there was an AD, and I'm not gonna say her name, but it was the she. She told me to go back to the men's side because I would never be a head coach, particularly here. So it's kind of ironic. Um, that, um, you know, obviously she was removed and the AD who was a compliance coordinator uh, when I played, Earl Hilton, who was our AD now, you know, when uh, Beth left to go, Beth Cunningham left to go to Notre Dame, um, left BCU, he was calling me, you know, for the opportunity to come in and take leadership here. Nice. And it's been, it's been, a, it's been great, man. And, and as I know Kenny knows, you know, when you're, when you, grew up here, you know, when this, this the university raised you and you bleed it, man, it's an easy sell. You know what I'm saying? The kids and the parents feel your passion and your drive and, and understand, you know, that you're here, you're going to be here and here to stay, you know, hopefully, you know, obviously Kenny had to leave JMU, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but look, but look, the reality of it, and I use Kenny as a perfect example. Kenny, you was there 15 years, right? Yeah. Like he was there, he was there and in order for him to leave, they had to come get him. And yeah. Tech came and got him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, no doubt. Got it. I got it. Appreciate that, man. KB, what's the secret, man? Talk to me. <laughs> Listen, Secret's 19 call. years as a head, 19 years as a head coach, going into year 20, 20 wins in each of the last 14 years, man. Like, talk to me. What whatever you're doing is working, Chief. So keep doing it, right? But talk to us about your journey and, and how you make it work for you. You know what, man, um, I appreciate you guys, but, you know, my, my journey is my journey. It's different. You know, I talk to a lot of people, and a lot of people want to know, hey, what did you do? Because they want to try to follow your path. And right. my, my path was, was totally different, totally unique, uh, like Terrell. You know, I played at James Madison, and I started on the men's side. You know, I was a coach on the men's side. I was actually on the men's side for 10 years. And, uh, you know, I always had this calling. There was a pull for me. I always loved the women's game. And uh, when I had opportunities, you know, I, I was a top assistant at James Madison, my alma mater, program mm -hmm. I played in. Uh, and then when I got an opportunity to go to the women's side uh, at James Madison, you know, I turned it down the first time. When I turned it down, uh, I talked to my wife, I talked to my mom, I talked to my academic coordinator, and, uh, and for some reason I got cold feet. Mm -hmm. And then two years later, the same opportunity came up, you know, for me to leave James Madison, the program I played at, to go on the women's side of James Madison. And when I took it, I took that job. I, I In the local newspaper, they were like the headlines, local newspaper in Harrisonburg, Virginia, Brooks jumped ship, you know? And like, I didn't want, I didn't want to leave the house for a couple of days because everybody was like, what are you doing? Yo, you're crazy. You were going to be the next head coach on the men's side, you know? You know, everybody had their opinion. But in my heart, I wanted to coach on the women's side. Mm 
Mm. And so when when I when I switched over to the women's side, you know, I was I was an assistant coach on the women's side for two games, two games. All right. And my head coach took a leave of absence. And that's what a lot of people don't realize, too. I left the men's side as an assistant to come to the women's side as an assistant, not a head coach, as an assistant. That's how passionate I was about that opportunity. And, uh, and so when my coach took a leave of absence, you know, two games in, I was thrust into the position of being a head coach, which is very ironic, which is very unique. You know, it's not the path a lot of people are going to try to emulate. And uh, ironically, my first game I ever coached, first time I ever called a timeout, uh, was here. We were playing against Virginia Tech. So it's about right. come full circle, man. I've come full circle. But uh, I think the key for me is to surround yourself with good people. Mm. Good people who, you know, not necessarily the people who are the most qualified, not necessarily the people who, you know, resume is the best. You know, find people who are going to help fit your philosophy. Uh, people who are going to have your back, genuinely have your back. Uh, because this this business, man, it, it can be doggy dog. And you, when you get those trenches, you got to make sure you have really good people around you. And then once you can get all that into place, then you, then it allows you to be yourself. It allows you to be the coach, the person uh, that you are that can spread that over uh, your philosophy over a program. Because if you don't have all that other stuff in place, man, you can't get to it. You're always mm -hmm. putting out fires. you always got two different, three different, four different messages going on. But if you got good people around you, you know, and I, I'm only as good as the people I've had around me, and I've had some good ones. Mm. Good, good. That's real. Appreciate that. That's definitely real. We talked. We talked about philosophy. Terrell, you gonna you gonna deny all the way up to the half court line if you got to right defensively. Um, talk about your philosophy, um, offensively and defensively, and and, and um, how it has evolved over the years. And what what you've seen and how it has evolved. Well, when I when I took over, like the 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 bottom line is that you wanted kids that were going to compete, play hard, and and the quickest way to turn around, you know, if you don't have someone with a skill set, is obviously they, you know, there's no excuse that you have to be able to defend, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, so that was you know our staple, and uh, we were able to win 22 games my first year mm -hmm. um, with with that mindset, you know, but, um, yeah, our, our thing, we just dictate, you know, we try to make it hard for, you know, our opponents to do whatever they want to do. Like if you're a team that's great with counters, more than likely you have success with us, but whatever you do on tape or whatever you do on film, we're not letting you do that. Mm -hmm. And that has just kind of been our thing. And obviously that means, you know, a lot of preparation, you know, um, we've had practices and, and it's crazy. One of our point guards today in our workouts, Kennedy Boyd, she was telling the freshmen, just wait till we have a two-hour defensive practice. Now nah, they're like, no, nah, I ain't no way you have a two-hour defensive practice. No, we have two-hour defensive <laughs> practice. We have principles. We have drills. We have breakdowns. Like, it becomes muscle memory what we do and how we do. You know what I'm saying? And we invest that time. Mm -hmm. Offensively, I feel like you have to do a good job of recruiting talented mm -hmm. kids. You know what I'm saying? And, and putting them in situations to score. We want to score off our defense. We want to create transition. We want to score easy baskets. So obviously, you know, we like athletes. We like young women with, with uh, you know, with wingspans and that can get out and that can run. Uh, we like to share the ball. Like we've been in the NEAC, we've been one of the top, if not the top team in assists since I've been, you know, in leadership because we defend and then we get out and we share that ball. But um, defensively, I think we'll keep you in any game. Anybody that we've played, and then we've, we've had an opportunity to beat. It was because of that. Nice. 
Coach Brooks, you played for a legend, man. All right, played for a legend and left the Giselle. Um, talk about some things you learned and you carry with you as a head coach, just naturally, and, and sometimes you, you don't even know, maybe in, unintentionally, you know what I mean? So talk about that. Man, I tell you what, um, you know, we were talking earlier uh, and just talking about, you know, at the age when you're in college, you really don't grasp, you know, everything that's being taught to you and why it's being taught to you. And sometimes kids might leave your program. They don't understand what you were doing to them and for them right. at the moment, but they understand it later on. Um, I played for Lefty Giselle, and uh, you know, his character is, is bigger than life. His personality is bigger than life. Mm. And uh, I thought he was the craziest man in the world when I played for him. Mm. You know, you know, I, we did the things in the locker room. We laughed at him. We, we didn't know why he was doing it. We were, you know, talking bad about him and whatnot. And, uh, and that man gave me my start. He gave me my start. I, mm. I actually worked for him for a year. Wow. And, uh, and I got to see, you know, life on the other side he, he brought me into this business and as I as I get older I find myself doing a lot of the same things that he did to us mm. and so so now when we when I get together with my teammates you know they still want to talk bad about that you know he was crazy he was this you know and I have nothing bad to say about that man not one bad thing to say about that man because he taught me how to be a man mm. you know he taught he taught me now, he didn't just teach me how to be a player. He taught me how to be a man. I grew up, and I grew up, and I learned, and I didn't just learn from my successes. I learned more from my failures. I learned more from the tough times. And, you know, he was on me. He was on me hard as a point guard, you know, which really could have, you know, triggered me to transfer because this, this dude was crazy. He, he was just, like, on me all the time, on me all the time. And by sticking it out, by understanding what he was doing, by going, getting through the tough times, it's made me the coach that I am today uh, to understand how to get through those difficult times. Um, and, and it's just, man, this, he's just genuine. He, he taught me how to be a man, but he didn't coddle me. He mm. taught me tough love. And uh, I find myself doing a lot of the same things, a lot of the same things that he did to us. He used to tell me stories all the time about Lynn Bias. You know, he would tell me, hey, Kenny, I used to, I used to stack the teams against Lynn Bias. I used to put you know, all the subs and Lenny on one team and then the other starters on the other team. And I used to never call fouls for Lenny. Well, my first couple of years coaching, I had a kid, Tamara Young, you know, who was, you know, above and beyond anybody that I had on my squad who was, you know, a, a WNBA player. And what did I find myself doing? Stacking teams against her to make her better, you know, and just doing things like that. And, uh, you know, but he always cared about us. You know, always cared about us, always took good care of us. And, you know, our well-being was the biggest thing. And it still carries over. I still talk to him this day, to this day. Wow. He, uh, he follows me. He sends me notes. He sends me notes. You know, hey, saw your game the other day. Uh, you know, I, this is the first time that Virginia Tech has beaten Carolina twice in a year. I mean, he's still sharp. You know, he's still sharp. And, and so when, when I get that, when I get that, it, it, it puts a big chill over my body because I know this guy cares about me and he's proud of me and what I'm doing. And uh, one of my favorite stories with him was, you know, I used to always, you know, try to lobby. This guy needs to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, this guy is Hall of Fame worthy. They would never, they wouldn't put him in for whatever reason. You know, he would, went through the whole limb bias situation. They would never put him in. And finally he got in. You know, got in, and he did. I don't know if you guys saw his acceptance speech, but you know, he had everybody rolling on the floor. I mean, he's the best storyteller I've ever been around in my life. 
you know, he'll have you laugh and he can tell a story, whether it's about Moses Malone, whether it's about Lenny Bias, anybody, and he can captivate an audience. And in a night when you had, you know, every living legend in the building, they're all focused on him and he's brought, got them rolling. He's telling story after story. And uh, he got to a very serious part in, in his speech. And he said, you know, so many people, so many players are, are the reason why I'm up here. And he said, I got two former, I got two former players who are head coaches right now. And then he kind of paused and then he went somewhere else. And I was like, damn, that was my opportunity. He was about to say my name. And, uh, and then he just kind of went somewhere else. And a week later, I talked to him and I congratulated him. And he was like, Kenny, he said, you know, I was trying to say your name in my speech, but I forgot it real quick and I just went somewhere else. <laughs> and I said, coach, I said, the fact that you were thinking about me during this wonderful moment you know, with you means everything in the world to me. And uh, but that's just the kind of guy he is, man. He's he, a wonderful man. Uh, I've learned so much from him. And if I can have as half of his impact on my players in a game of basketball as he's had, then I think I've had a successful career. Nice. Talk about making an impact, man. That's that's big time. Well, yeah. T. Rob, this is year nine for you, right? Coming up. Eight. Nah, eight. Eight. Did you, eight. It's my finish eight. I'm okay, coming up to nine. Eight. Yeah, so yeah, you're coming yeah. up to nine. That's, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Year one, you came out the gates, 22 wins, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's mm -hmm. a big time feat, right? Um, you won 19 plus games every year, every year except one season, man. And five of the eight seasons, you've been 20 plus, right? With trips to the NCAA tournament. Talk about that first year, though. Like, what what was special about that group, and, and how was it? Well, the special thing the special thing about that group, man, we only I think we finished with eight or nine kids. Like, you know, when you taking over a program, mm -hmm. you want to set the tone. And I talked to a lot of them now. They graduated. Uh, one in particular, Tracy King, and she talks about the two a day. Mm. You know, I, uh, we would go six to eight in the morning, then we come back at six to eight in the evening. Nice. I hope I hope that I hope that's compliance. <laughs> whatever I'm telling on myself. <laughs> so, back in the day, you would go. So, so look, so uh, yeah, and and they was dropping like flies. The ones that couldn't couldn't handle it. I mean, we had a full roster, and I was like, I got to figure out who I can really mm -hmm. go to war with and free up some scholarships. Y'all shaking your head <laughs> and free up some shit. So, yeah. So yeah, that that you know, and again, as I as I said earlier, it was about setting the tone that we were going to be a defensive team. You know that we were going to get after, and, and and in return, I would allow them to play. And we had some some really big wins. Uh, we beat you know GW that year. We beat William and Mary. We beat Elon. We had some some really good wins. We beat Liberty at home. Mm -hmm. um, had some tough losses too. Had to open up against Nebraska, who was number eighteen in the country, you know, at the time. And then went to the MEAC and went thirteen and three. Uh, won. Uh, finished in second place. Lost in the semis, and then had to play. James Madison um, in the first wow. round at a WNIT. But wow. look, though, but look, but look, but look, it was a good game. It was. It was a good, it was a, it was a good game. And then Candy called a timeout. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he said to him, but they won by double digits. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is, that is, I've lost a lot at GMU. I was assistant coach at VCU. And uh, we, we've gone up there in the WNIT a few times. And that is a that is a Kenny, that is a crazy environment, man, that you created. 
you know, and I'm I'm sorry, D, I'm gonna get back to your question. No, you're good, you're good. Just, just thinking back, man, like it, it was, the atmosphere was crazy and to be able to compete in that and um and, and almost get a dub, you know what I'm saying, is, is you know, I'm okay with it because they, they had a had a winning streak. But um yeah, that group set the tone, man. That group, that first year set the tone for my second year where we opened up at seven and one, with, or eight and one, which is the best start in the program's history. Mm-hmm. Um, we had 20, 24 wins, still fell short. We had a major injury mm-hmm. um, to one of our key players, and ended up not not uh, going winning winning our tournament, and went to the WNIT and played South Florida, very tough too, lost by six points mm. um, in the first round. But that first year, as as you all know, is the tone setter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It sets the tone for you know who you are, your brand. You know what you want with your program, and the kids that stay, they have to embody that. And that's what I was trying to accomplish. And that's what we ended up doing. And, and the the ones that I have the best relationships with in these eight years are the ones that we, those first ones that we started with. Because they were so appreciative of the transition of all the things that I learned during my time at VCU, which was a great opportunity, great three years that I brought back to my alma mater and obviously had the success that we've had. Nice. Nice. So speaking of that, you talked about that game against Nebraska. We, that we, we opened up in Nebraska, but mm-hmm. this is my question, and this is to, to, to both of y'all, right? So my first year, we opened up at home. You know, we got the W, but the next game, we go to Texas A&M and play Kennedy Carter, right? <laughs> right? So um, we, we in there for a little while, and then, of course, like, like Coach Robinson was talking about, um, they pulled away, like, and we, we really got baptized, like Kennedy Carter baptized us. Right. So my question to you guys is, um, when was the first time or what was the first game? Who was it? And what was the first game that you got baptized and you was like, okay, I'm I'm in I'm in college basketball now. I'm a head coach for real, for real now. I'll let Kenny go. I'll let Kenny you know go. What? You know what? See, I, I'm I'm a lot older than you guys. I'm sitting here listening to real. <laughs> he keep rolling off stats and you know how many they won by. I'm like, man, I can't remember what I had for dinner yesterday. His <laughs> 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 is better than mine. But I, I tell you what, there there are some. I don't know if it's the first one. Definitely not the first one. But there there are some man that uh that sting a lot. And uh and my some of my first recollection of, of Terrell was when he was an assistant at VCU. And we we had we had some games, man, that were that were tight. Mm-hmm. We had good teams. They had good teams, and uh, it was a lot of fun competing. And uh, I was always wanting to try to hold home court. And uh, so one game that stung the most, man. We played VCU, uh, played VCU at home, and mm-hmm. we played them, and they beat us at home by thirty three points. Okay, thirty three points, thirty three oh. points, and. I remember that game because I was mad at our kids. We weren't doing what we were supposed to be doing. And I didn't make any adjustments for the last, I don't know, maybe eight, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And they just kept pouring it on us, pouring it on us. Because was, it was a teaching moment for me. Mm-hmm. It was a teaching moment for me. They, they outplayed us. They outplayed us. And they, they whooped us then. And they did. I don't think it was a 33-point whooping, but I made it a 33-point whooping. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and because we were just trying to teach, trying to teach. And then when I came here to Virginia Tech, um, there, there were a lot of baptisms, you know, because when you walk into the ACC, man, uh, the, the toughest thing for me coming to the ACC, when I was in the CAA, we would play a VCU, but then we would have a, a team or two that we could regroup, and then we would play another tough team. 
I come here and it's every night, man. Every night, every night you had to bring your A game because every every team was just so good, you know, and had the opportunity to beat you so bad. So that first year we played, we we would play Notre Dame, and I I remember second quarter they're already up by twenty some. And I'm looking around the building. I'm like, where where can I go and hide? I mean, I'm like, I'm like, you mean I got two and a half more quarters of this, you know? And you and you know how you start doing that quick math? You like, okay, we down by 20 right now. It could be like 50. <laughs> and you try to do that quick math. And you're like, what what are we gonna do? You just hoping, hoping right. somehow it's not gonna get to that point. But you know, it, it, it all that stuff builds character, man. It's built character and. And so now when you flip it a little bit and you get to go through that handshake line when you've beaten some of them teams that have beat you by 30 or 35, mm -hmm. uh, it, it makes it all worthwhile. Absolutely. Rob, what you got, man? You like you thinking about it right hey, now. Nah, but Kenny just said something, man. And this is this is when you know your team. When he said for eight minutes he didn't make adjustments. Mm -hmm. Like I had moments like that where I felt like they had to learn lessons because, mm -hmm. you know, during practice they weren't listening. They took things for granted and I, I would leave the game feeling like you know did I do my job as a coach Kenny just confirmed it I mean he mm -hmm. he confirmed that I was doing the right thing because I feel like Kenny's one of the best out there and you have to do that sometime right Kenny you have oh, to absolutely mm -hmm. you have to you have to um let them figure it out on their own that yeah, the scout was right. You didn't follow the scout. And boom, 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 boom. And boom, 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 boom. Because they're going to blame you anyways for the loss. So you might as well, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But to your the question you asked, man, um, this one butt whipping that I remember, and I deserve it because I let UCLA come to our gym. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, Jordan Canada. Ooh. Uh, uh, what was the forward? Uh, Monique, she's a pro too. Yeah. Um, and and my man, that's that's the the shooter from Creighton, his sister. They all. Mm. Uh, what's his name? Kyle yeah, Corver. His, his sister. His sister. Mm -hmm. So they dropped this by forty-two. I in, think in in, in Corbett. In, in Corbett. Corbett. Check this out. And this was this was my transition period where we just won the league, went to the tournament. I lost about six or seven kids, and we had like eight freshmen and some pretty good returners. And I just wanted them to gain that experience. So the, the Monique kid, this really happened, man. We scored. She took the ball out. I remember she took the ball out. Mm -hmm. And she also shot the layup. <laughs> like you know Jordan Canada had 12 assists Corver started getting heated up and it just became one of those shows man and I think that's, that's officially when I just started sitting down and no longer standing up because do you know how hot it is standing up and taking uh, one of them things <laughs> and, 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 and everybody's looking at you as you standing what? up you I can't deal with that no more crazy and, and you know what, too, funny, Terrell, like, we, uh, I, got, I got the UCLA story, too. We, uh, we, we were trying to get on, on the upcom, and we, we were trying to get that signature win, and we went yeah. down to a tournament down in Florida, and we were good that year, and we played UCLA, and we beat them, and we beat them. You know, great signature win for us, and, you know, Corey Close was there, and, mm. you know, so they were looking for a game on the East Coast, and, you know, they wanted to play us again the next year. They started at the, at the Convocation Center. 
So we, we played that game, pat, 6,000 people, UCLA coming to town, pat, pat, pat. We put it on them, you know, put it on them, beat them again by like 14. And so we had two straight wins against UCLA. So we had to do that return, that home at home, right? The return on the home at home. And I lost a couple of key players. And so I'm like asking my assistant, do they want to back out of it? And they probably don't want to play us anymore. And, uh, and he said, no, they don't want to back out of it. So we scheduled the game. So we were listening to their broadcast in the beginning of the season. They played South Carolina and then they played us. Okay, Dawn, Dawn was getting that thing going. Then they played us. And we were listening to their broadcast before they were ready to play South Carolina, a week before they played South Carolina. She didn't mention anything about South Carolina. She kept saying, James Madison's coming to town. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I said, they're they ready. They're waiting. I said, we're not going to sneak up on them. And we got in that game. And we started playing. And, and towards the uh, end of the half, they got that thing rolling. And they just kept scoring and scoring and scoring. And as I was walking off the court, I looked up at the score. And I was doing that quick math again. I'm like, I'm like what's that, nine, is that nine, 19? And then I like rubbed my eyes. I said, no, nah, that's 29. <laughs> and I'm like, so I'm like, do we have to go back out? But you know what? It was a learning experience. Learning mm -hmm. experience. And I, I can hold that over their head the rest of the year. I talk, talk a little bit about that from both of you guys. When you, when you do come back from, from, from losses like that, um, what's your, what's you guys' approach? Um, after coming back from a loss like that? And I know it varies at times, but um, what are your thoughts coming back from a loss like that? You know, for me, uh, you just mentioned it too, Darnell. It's, uh, you got to take the temperature of your team. You know, it depends on when it is during the season. Uh, is it a teaching moment? Can you afford to teach them? Can you afford to be hard on them and be, you know, kind of like, see, I told you, mm -hmm. and that kind of deal? Or is it a very fragile part of the year where maybe you've lost two in a row and then you lost a heartbreak or, or a game, something like that? And that's why, that's why I'm not always a big fan of, like, these mock interviews or, you know, things like that because you can't, you can't take the temperature of the room. You can't take the temperature of the team and yeah. how it's really going, the emotional part of it. And so there, there have been plenty of times where I've walked in, and this year included, I've walked in and I just threw the tape away. You know, we came in the next day and we were playing music to try to, you know, mm -hmm. remember it. And then there's been days where I use it as a tool and, and got on them, you know, mm -hmm. see, I told you. And so I, I think that's where you really got to be in tune with your team. Absolutely. You know, that's why you got to really be, you know, in tune with them, their personality, where they are, because, you know, end of the day, man, they're fragile. They're fragile. They're, they're, they're kids. They're kids. And you got to make sure that, you know, you know what state of mind they're in, and, you know, try to get something because it could linger. It can linger, mm -hmm. you know, so it all depends on the time of the year. Man, Kenny, you, 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 you hit the nail on the head, man. You hit the nail on the head. You have to know the temperature. Like, you know, one of the things that I try to – I know that you can measure is their effort, you know, while this going on, while the massacre is happening. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, because they're, they're emotional, and then, you know, you start to sub, and then some, people, some kids lose themselves in the game, and they think they're playing – doing what you want to do. No, nah, you're not running our stuff. You're not executing. It looks like to me, you're just trying to score against right. this team to say that you scored. Right. But yeah. Now, nah, can't hit the nail on the head? You have to, you have to know your group. You know, you have to know, like, is it a game that we should win? That's, that's the reality. You know, even with wins, did we perform well in this win? 
and that is that is how I operate. Like there are such things as as bad wins, and you got to be careful with that too because you lose them in that. Mm. You know, if you have an experienced group, they understand the expectations, they understand how we're supposed to play, and that we follow scouts. If you have a group don't really a young group don't really understand why you win and you're getting we won. Why are you making it like we did? And I made that mistake my third year. Um, I had one of Kenny's kids, former kids on my team. We're not saying no names, but uh, that person, that kid called me out on that. Mm. You know, we, we won three games in a row and I just wasn't satisfied. You know, I'm like, like, what are y'all? We're not playing the right way. Why are these games close to that? It's at home. And that person started that, that type of stuff. And it ended up, you know, cursing us the entire season. I remember it to, to this day. And that, that was the most talented team that I've had and the most underachieving team. Because mm. we opened the season up. We're 17th ranked mid-major. Mm. You know, we're rolling. But I'm trying to push for more. I'm trying to get more out of them. And they thought they was giving me more. And maybe they were. Maybe I was out of my mind. But that person planted those seeds and my voice became silent. Mm. It became silent and, and our our trajectory started to go mm. down downward. You know, so you definitely have to have a have and that was my, my third year. You had to have an awareness, you gotta know, you know, the temperature in the room, you gotta know the, the, the kids that you have, their maturity level, whether or not they understand. And um it's it's a it's 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 tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. Mm. Now, Coach Bro, we good at we good at not saying names. Kenny knows who I'm talking about too. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Coach Brooks, you've had you produced pros, man. Uh at, at James Madison. Um, namely, you, you spoke of her earlier, Tamara Young, um, going from a mid-major to a what, what number did she go in the draft? She was seven. Number seven in the draft. Um, you remember that number? Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, doubt, no, doubt, no doubt. And then you've had other ones, Guadney and um, Okafer, man. But what set those kids apart, you think? Um, oh. What set them apart? Outside uh, of talent. Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously they're, they're talented. But those kids had the best work ethic that you could ever imagine. Mm. And they, they, had a, they had this desire to be the best. Uh, they had this confidence that they didn't care who they were going to go up against. They, they, they cherished opportunities to go up against the best. And they worked harder than anybody I've ever had. And a lot of people say, well, you know, how, how do you get them to play so hard? It, it's inside of them. And they wanted something. And, and we gave it to them. We kept challenging them. And we were always great at James Madison because my best players, all right, my best players were – the hardest working players mm -hmm. and I could always hold them accountable. I could always hold them accountable. You know, whether it was Tamara, I, I remember stories with Tamara. I remember we played one year. I had Tamara Young and, and Terrell knows Don Evans and they were on, they were on the same team and um, we played against Maryland and they had Christy Tolliver. They had uh, Laura Harper. They had uh, mm -hmm. Crystal Langhorn. Uh, they, they had, they had them all. And they came to the JMU Convocation Center. And Chrissy Tolliver is from Harrisonburg. And so when they announced Chrissy Tolliver's name, the whole congregation center, you know, erupted. And I looked at Tamara and the look on her face, I ain't have to give a speech. 
I just said, all right, let's go. And she, Tamara went out there with best player on the floor, you know, 30 mm -hmm. points. She didn't care. She was coming at you. You know, Dawn Evans the same way. Jazz Guafney. And they allowed me to coach them, man. They allowed me to coach them hard. They told me they wanted to be pros. They told me they wanted to be in the mm -hmm. WNBA. All right, so if you want to be that, you got to let me coach you a different way. Mm -hmm. All right, you got to let me get after you hard. You got to let me, like Terrell said, okay, I had to find that balance where, yeah, yeah, you had 25. I, one time, Tamara Young had 25 points, 22 rebounds, and we got into the gym. We got into the uh, locker room at the end of the game. And I said, you should have had 30 and 30. And, you know, and, and, uh, I'm, and but she allowed me to do that. You do it. She allowed me to do it. She, and you know what? Instead of being disgruntled like what Terrell was talking about, she was like, bet. All right, mm. got you. You know, got you. Dawn Evans, same way. Jazz Guafney, same way. Jazz Guafney went 12th in the draft. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and why she go 12th in the draft? Because she allowed me to coach her hard. She allowed me to coach her hard, and it also made our team great because I remember we were about to go into the CAA tournament in Jazz's senior year. And I'm uptight because, you know, we got to win it because one bid league, you got to win. You got to win. You got to get there. We're 29 and three, whatever. And people told me, you don't win it. You don't win it. You ain't getting in the tournament. We're 29 and three. I'm like, all right. So I'm a little uptight. And I remember the practice before we were about to go down to the tournament. And I just ripped into jazz all day long because I was uptight and I was trying to get everybody else going. And if I knew that if they saw me ripping jazz, all right, that they were going to be okay, oh uh, man, if he's ripping jazz, I better step it up because he can rip me too because he's ripping jazz and she's my star player. Well, I ripped her, I mean, for stuff she didn't even do. And she just looked at me and it was this understanding, man. And it was like, all right. And then when I got home, she sent me a text. She's like, we good? I said, yeah, we good. <laughs> you know, I was just sending a message. But she allowed me to do that. She understood, you know, who we are. And that's what makes those kids great. That's what makes those kids take their talent, which there's a lot of kids who are talented. A lot of kids are talented, but they allowed me to get to that next level because they knew I loved them. They knew I was doing everything I was doing to them was for them. And they allowed me to do that. And to this day, man, those are the kids that every birthday, every Christmas, uh, I just talked to Tamara three times this week, you know, just about nothing, you know, that because they know I love them, I was able to push them like that and they trusted me. They trusted me. It allowed them to go out there and be as good as anybody we ever played against. And, and that's the reason that those kids got to that next level. Because I've had some kids who are talented. They didn't allow me to coach them like that. And, and they, didn't, they weren't able to get to that point. They could have gotten to that point. And now I'm so proud. Now I'm so excited. Now I got a couple here at Tech who they're, they're going to be pros. You know, they're going to be pros because they allowed me to coach them. They allowed me to get into that, that next level they know that I care about them. Deep. That's good stuff, man. <laughs> so you got COVID-19 going crazy, right? Numbers been going up all over the country. Um, for real, what are some ways you're managing your staff and your players mentally with, with, with this stuff that's going on, man? We've been we've been having you know Zoom sessions Tuesday Thursday having people come and speak okay. and, and and inspire them uh, you know and, and I think that is important like we're right now the only time we come on campus is for workouts other than that you know we're off campus classes of distance learning and you know these you know their minds 
as far as what's going on right now, you know, there's there's some issues. You know, when you're talking pre-COVID, and that's how I talked to them pre-COVID, right. that was okay. Now we have to we have to follow a different type of guidelines and procedures. You know, but um, since we've started working out the last two weeks, obviously the body's taking the toll, so their focus <laughs> a little bit different. We're challenging them as far as things that you're teaching and they're looking forward to it but prior to the first two weeks when we tested them we're waiting back for the results uh, we had two of my best captains and 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 I evaluate my captains by you know I use the word overachieving you know what I'm saying there's two teams that I've coached in eight years that overachieved and it was because of the leadership and I had those two young women speak to them about their mm -hmm. sacrifices you know, because the crazy thing, man, that, that young people don't understand when you're a part of a team, you don't decide what the sacrifice is. When it comes up, you just got to do it because it's what's best for the family or for the team. And the two young women, Tracy King, Quinsuela Story, um, Taja Cole's sister, um, she was, she was, they were fantastic leaders. And I wanted them to really talk to our young women about what's ahead, you know, with us having such a young group. Um, I had, um, we were fortunate enough to have uh, Brianna Stewart, Stewie from the uh, Seattle mm, Storm. Saw that. Open the, open the summer up and, and speak to our young women. And you know, it's crazy. It's the same stuff you say, but somebody that they respect and, exactly. you know, and that's done it on a high exactly. level. You know, so I didn't even go, I didn't, look, check it out. They, I didn't even check into the Zoom. I told them, I said, I'm not going to go. She's going to say what we've been saying because it ain't no secret ingredients to this. You got to make up your mind. Like Kenny said, the three young women that we was talking about, they had their mind made up. I want to do this and I'm going to ride with you to do it. You know what I'm saying? And that is what Stewie was saying. You know, we recorded it so I had a chance to watch it and it was the same stuff. And it's like, it's not a secret, man. You have to make up your mind if you want to be great, if you want to be a pro, if you want to have success, especially when you have talent, to just get it done. You know, so we've been doing stuff like that, man, and it really, it really paid off. And I reference it now in workouts when we have those moments where they don't want to listen or they think they know. You know, you know. So yeah, it was, it was good. It's been, it's been good so far as far as uh, what we've been doing. You know, during COVID. Good. What about you, Kenny? How's it been going? You know, it, it's tough. It's tough because we as coaches, all our careers, you know, we've always been uh, able to take care of the kids. You know, we always had the answer to whatever their questions were. Right. You know, we, we recruit them and we tell them, you know, we're going to take care of you. We're going to take care of you. So when anything pops up, you're always get, able to give them uh, the question. For me, the tough part is not knowing the answers, you know, to it. Mm -hmm. You know, and when they, when they call, when they ask about something, hey, coach, do you know about the season? And I can't give them a definite, you know, that's the hard part. And I think the one thing that we've really focused on is just taking care of their mental, you know, because you, know, you think about all this stuff, man, 2020 has been kind of crazy. You know, it started, it started off, man, but you know, with, with Kobe and his situation, you know, and it just seemed like it just kept going and going and going. And, and I like, we, we played Clemson and uh, we, we played Clemson, beat Clemson really, really good. And we had a, had a great showing, good turnout, alumni weekend, everything going on. And then before I can get in the locker room, they were like, you know, hey, Kobe passed away. I'm like, Kobe who? You know, and then I had to go in there after a big celebratory win. Right. And, you know, you got to deal with their with their mental. All right, you got to deal with their mental. And then you go and, you know, we have a tremendous year, you know, finally breakthrough, going to make the tournament. Um, and then they pull the rug out from us to take the tournament away from us. I got to deal with their mental. I got to make sure their mental is okay. All right, 
the COVID is really strong. They send them home. I got to deal with their mental. You know, then we have all the race issues in America. I got to deal with their mental. You know, so for me, this past week, just being out on the court, man, it's just been a blessing because I just been worried about their mental, constantly texting, you know, constantly mm -hmm. FaceTiming. I don't even want anything, but I'm still texting. You know, how you doing? What's going on? What y'all doing? You know, and just trying to, you know, like like Terrell said, we, we, we do Zoom, Zoom, Zooms. Yes, we'll be but, I, but, I've, but I've had to do it on a more personal level, you know, FaceTime, mm -hmm. you know, one-on-one. -on -one. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And so just that that's our responsibility. We got to mm -hmm. win games. We're going to win games, but you know, we, we got to make sure we're taking care of these kids, making sure their their mental capacity is is up there because they're fragile right now. And uh, yep. we, we have them. I tell recruits all the time, we have you during your most influential stage of your life. Because you get here, you think you've grown. You're not grown. You know, and you got to make grown decisions while you're doing it. But we got to be there to help facilitate that. And, you know, through all this stuff right now, man, it's just we've really been focusing on the kids, their, their mental state, and making sure they're okay that way. Yes. It's key in, in, in all of our, especially in our program, man, and uh, especially with some of them, some of our kids had some hit close to home, and they have to deal with with it hitting close to home. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. that that mental aspect, and you got class, and you got, um, and, and now you worried about what's going on at home, and you worried about what's going on, you know, around you. So I, I just think just continuously like you said Katie just checking on them mentally man and seeing where they are and bringing people in like you talked about Terrell to talk with them and um it leads into my next question and I'll start with you um Terrell like so the life of a head coach everybody think life of a head coach you playing you 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 doing basketball all you do is you 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 wear sweatsuit and you coach basketball all day right um but it encompasses many different things as the head honcho in a program, right? Um, mm -hmm. You're the CEO. And, and, mm -hmm. and I, I want you to talk to us about some ways you manage your program and keep their minds focused on the core beliefs of your program and the core, your core beliefs and how they can be, um, how, how they can be successful as a North Carolina A&T Aggie in life. You know, Kenny, Kenny said it earlier, man. Um, it, I can't do it alone. You know, you got to have a staff that is mm. that is um, equipped, you know, to to be an extension, you know, of you. You know, there's so many things that you have to that you have to, as the, as you said, the CEO or, or the leader to to make sure that your brand is right. That you got to empower, you know, not micromanage. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because I, my personal opinion. You know, with, if you want someone to be confident, then you show confidence in them and allow them to do the job, you know. And, um, and my staff does a great job of, of being an extension, you know what I'm saying? I, I lay down the groundwork and they do an excellent job of making sure that it's done. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Siobhan Earp said this last night, man, she should be a head coach. You know what I'm saying? She's one of the best in the business. Mm. And she's like a head coach here, like no BS. They will call her before they call me. <laughs> they, well, right. they don't, you know, they don't want the repercussions of dealing with me, but they call her. Like she is, mm -hmm. she she answers the questions, you know. And when sometimes when they call me, have you talked to Coach Her? You know, so she does she does a great job. She does a great job in, in, in helping me, you know, manage this program 
and instilling like she does all the behind the scenes things i'm like oh man thank you i wasn't even thinking about that you know because i was dealing with this or i might have been focusing on one kid and one parent and she just took care of the rest of the team um we might have lost the game and, and had a recruit in the stands and i don't feel like talking she's gonna go ahead and, and, and clean that up for me you know so she does she does so much and it is so much about your staff it's not just me and i don't want to take credit for it even our right. success right you know um and kenny knows is having assistant coaches for a long time they they know you they know your mood you know what i'm saying they they got they have a feel of, of how things are supposed to go and, and, and my staff has been has been great in that like we have we do so much in terms of supporting our young women and um but i could not do it at all without without the people that i surround myself with right none of none of us could man that's that's a big point and, and i know kenny I, I i talked to my girl man and we, we talked about that but uh what about what about you and, and your staff? What, what 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 qualities are you looking for in somebody to help you take that program uh, to 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 prominence? Well, you know, like uh, I think we were talking about this earlier uh, before we got we started recording. But uh, you know, you don't always want to get somebody who has the best resume or right. the best credentials. You got you got to find somebody who's gonna be a great fit, a uh, great fit uh, to deal with your personality. Like Terrell said, you know, sometimes they got they got to know your mood. They got to be able to handle your mood, because uh, wow. a lot of times when assistants don't understand, they don't understand that seat of the of the head coach. Mm -hmm. You know, you, sometimes I call I call it head coach syndrome. Sometimes, sometimes we 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 thinking about ten things different down the line. You know, instead of being in the moment, and we got to have somebody who's going to be able to cover for you, be able to to put you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. uh, but the main thing is, man, I, I want people who are, are willing and able to grow. You know, I'm fortunate enough that I've had, uh, I, I have six, six uh, former assistant coaches who are head coaches. And, uh, and so for me, you know, that's something. And I like to think that, that I've helped facilitate some of that to, to get them ready. You know, I involve them in everything that I do. You know, I'll bring them in on some of those hard meetings so that when they get their opportunity, they're, they're ready. They're prepared for it. And um, but you got you got to have people, man, who are going to help have help you have one philosophy. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't you can't say one thing and then behind your back, they're saying something different. Mm -hmm. Your program, your program will never take off. Your program will never get to where it needs to be. It's got it's got to be one heartbeat man, one heartbeat. You know, now, mm -hmm. trust me, trust me. I, I want everybody's opinion. I want their their uh, suggestions. All right. I always tell them, though, you know, if I don't take your suggestion, doesn't mean it was a wrong one. Right. I just I went with a different one. You know, we're all on the same team. Don't try to get it. So you got to have great people, man. I've been fortunate. You know, people who have uh, who have gone on to become head coaches or gone on to become successful head coaches. And, you know, you like to think that it's because we all have one philosophy. And uh, and that, that's a big key because there, there's so many challenges out there today. So many challenges. And th this past year, I've dealt with more challenges than I've ever dealt with before as a head coach just because of the climate of society, you know, dealing with, you know, the pandemic, which is unprecedented. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, for me, man, dealing with the race, the racial issues, right. You know, and, and being, being here at Virginia Tech, you know, we have, um, you know, we're not 50, 50 on white and black, but you know, I have, I have a lot of white kids, mm -hmm. and, you know, so I, I had to navigate through that. You know, I had to navigate through that whole scenario because, you know, I got to take care of my black kids who are going through some troubling times and they got to understand it. But I also had to take care of my white kids who didn't understand any of it. Mm. You know, and I had to educate them. You know, I had to educate them during a time where I was at my most vulnerable state.
because I've been black in America for 51 years. And all of a sudden I was able to talk about it. You know, I was able to talk about it. And, you know, I had to make sure I had really good people around me that were helping me facilitate that, you know, cause I had to, I had to have a lot of different conversations to try to bring everybody to the middle, you know, stretch to the middle, bring to the middle because, you know, some kids were angry because of the situation and how, you know, it happened. Some kids just didn't understand. And then, you know, I had to open myself up and be vulnerable, man, vulnerable, talking about, because they look at us as power, you know, right. people of success. Right. And, you know, when I had to open up my whole situation about, you know, being degraded as a black man, being degraded as a black kid, or, you know, some of the things, you know, I was vulnerable and I had to make sure I had good people around me that was still uplifting me. So, you know, you got to have a great staff, man. You can't do it all by yourself. Nope. You cannot do it all by yourself and you got to have good people around you. I, I I definitely agree with both of you guys, man. Um, my staff this year, um, just phenomenal. They they've gotten older. They they understand me more, you know, and, and they understand. They do a great job with our group, man. And um, I'm I'm thankful for each and every one of them. Um, and, and and all three of them are really great. Are going to be great coaches, and if they want to be, they're going to be really good head coaches, all three of them. So um, I appreciate them tremendously. Um, so I really want to thank both of you guys for this tonight. I don't want to hold you guys too long, but I want to thank both of you guys for this tonight. This has been tremendous. Uh, I mean, I get a chance to – I got you guys on the Zoom. I got a chance to learn and pick some brains. This is free education right here, man. But – I appreciate you guys, man. This is this has been dope. This has been awesome. Um, forward from here. If you guys need anything from me on my end, just feel free to reach out, man. And I know, uh, T-Rod, we've been in some little battles, man. You know, recruiting, but it's all good. <laughs> hey, 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 hey Dion. Dang, hold on. Are we? Hold on. What you talking about? Hold no, on. no, 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 no. Hold on, man. Hold on. It's all good. It's all good. But you know what's, what's going on? No, no, I'm messing with you. Hey, D, I, I do, I do want to say, man. I, I tell you what. I, I know I'm the, uh, I'm the old head of the group. But you know, it's, it's been, it's been a pleasure of mine to watch both of you guys grow, man. Uh, and, and I stay grow because you know I watch both you guys as assistants, and uh, I've been a head coach a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. So what you do, you watch people from afar. Mm -hmm. You know, you watch people from afar, and you know, when Terrell was in the CAA, uh, when he left, I was happy as heck, man. You know, because <laughs> I know he was doing a great job. But, you know, he made me better. Right. He made me better. I've always admired him, always root, rooted for him. Uh, tremendous coach. Uh, A&T, they're lucky to have him, man. Lucky to have him because, you know, I think he does a phenomenal job. You yourself, you know, both of you guys, man, I, I consider you like little brothers. You know, and, you know, I root for you guys. And, you know, when your situation came up, mm -hmm. um, you know, I didn't hesitate. You know, you called me up. I didn't hesitate. You know, I'm talking to your AD and, you know, giving you glowing recommendations because I knew you could do a phenomenal job. You know, so both of you guys, man, keep doing it. You're making me proud. I'm happy as hell for you guys. Root for you guys. Uh, you know, and it's we, – we don't get our opportunities very often, you know. And, you know, a lot of times, man, a lot of times people used to look at me and they used to say, you're doing it for all of us. And I didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I was always like, you know what? Now, really, at this stage of my life, I'm doing it for me because I'm trying to make sure I'm going to continue on. But the older I got, man, you know, watching you two dudes and being able to help whatever I can, uh, then I understood. I understood who I am doing it for. 
and, I, and I'm, I'm helping generations behind me, you know, young black uh, males who want to be women's basketball coaches, who love mm -hmm. being women's basketball coaches. Right. And now you guys are doing the same thing, man. You're doing the same thing, not only by, you know, what you're doing on the court, but the way you represent and carry yourselves off the court. You know, both you guys are gentlemen and you hell of a coaches. So keep doing it, man. I root for you guys and, you know, forever. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Kenny, I'm going to tell you, man, you are the blueprint, brother. Yeah. You're the blueprint. Look, I can listen to you all night. Look, Deaney, I'll catch Kenny on the court, man, and I just want to hear whatever story he got because he have a lot <laughs> of it, man. Right. And, he, and, and, and I cherish every every moment of it. Kenny, much, much respect, man. You are the blueprint. You set the tone. You raised the bar, and we're just trying to live up to it. Absolutely. I appreciate it, man. You, you got much respect to both of you guys, man. You guys are both doing a hell of a job. Continue to do what you do. Um, let, let's do more of this. Absolutely. I, think, I think this is this is important. You, you, you know, we don't we don't do a lot of it. I mean, the game is the game. You know, like recruiting is recruiting. The game is the game, man. We just need to do more of this and and, and come together. And I'm I'm good on doing it whenever. Y'all want to do something every right. week? I'm with it. You know what I mean? So just just so we keep this this together and, and have a, a bond like some other people have, you know what I mean? And, and they look at each other. So let's make sure that we, we, we doing that and, and, and moving forward in this, man. I appreciate both of y'all, man. Let's, count me let's in. keep it going. Count I'm, me in. All hey, day, you, all you, day. You saw, you saw how quick I agreed to it, so count me in anytime, man. <laughs> and let's do it. Appreciate, appreciate it, hey, this is good stuff. Yeah, all man, right, man. Good. All right, good. Have a good one. Take care. All right.